0: Hey everyone, I just want to say that my novel, A in Report, is finally available on Amazon. That's A Breakin' Report, R-A-P-P-O-R-T. And now with the added bonus of being completely free if you've signed up to the Kindle Unlimited program. Now, if you prefer the touch of paper, then I have a hardcover and a paperback edition for those living abroad. But unfortunately, only the paperback edition for Australians due to the anti-Australian discrimination. Thanks, Amazon. Regardless, I just want to say thank you for your support as this novel has taken five years to finally complete and it has been a labor of love through every step of the way. All right, now on to the podcast. Three, two, one, let's jam. tried to make a list of the most common questions that I get asked about, anime and manga would easily sit within the top 10. So today we're going to give the people exactly what they ask for. And along with the second part of the conversation that I had with Shereja Chatterjee from the Only Up podcast, we go into things like Berserk Manga, Vagabond, Vinland Saga, what is my most overrated anime that I've watched? And things like why I dislike a silent voice, along with a few minutes about how Cowboy Bebop, super famous genre-defining anime, actually influenced my novel. This podcast is a little shorter than usual,
1: but I think it's nice to vary the time. So enjoy.
2: So with the vagabond thing, I've just got a couple questions for you. Is that I was just very interested because um. We met, you mentioned Vagabond, I think because I've listened to that podcast like four times. But you, you've, you've read Berserk, you've read um, Evangelion, you've watched Evangelion, like all that stuff. I haven't actually watched Evangelion yet, just because I'm not a big mecha guy all the time. But I heard it's really good, like psychological, it's mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. But because mm-hmm. um, anime is definitely more accepted now, especially um, with all that type of stuff. But I think when you were growing up, um, did you watch a lot of anime? And how like was it was it accepted to be like known that you watch anime or read manga?
1: Okay, great question, Storije. I'm actually going to say something which, like, is going to be so nerdy. I don't think I've ever told anyone <laughs> this, um, but this is the power of the podcast. Yeah. Um, but I actually used to watch. I started Naruto because my cousin uh, got me into it. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "Hey, check this out." I was over at her place. She's like, "Hey, yeah. you are really loud. Here's a laptop. <laughs> like, go watch 50 episodes." <laughs> so I literally watched like 20 episodes of Naruto in one day, and there was this theme song which. I really liked and I would like hum it to myself like every time I was walking around the school but anytime someone got close I would stop humming it because I didn't want them to know yep. I was into anime yep. so that's that's. so I guess that kind of tells you the, the state of mm-hmm. like anime and manga like it wasn't that acceptable mm-hmm. and the kids who would watch it would kind of like either hide it yeah. because it wasn't cool I, yeah that, that's what yeah. I did I'd like watch it and I'd talk to my friends who watched yeah. it and then I would hide it and I wouldn't tell yeah. anyone. Or kids would go full blown and they would just like dress up like anime yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And people would, they would come out, yeah, yeah. You know, almost coming out of yeah. the closet with yeah, anime. Literally. So I, yeah. So at the beginning, I was more like the beginning. Uh, I was more like the first group of people where I would watch it, but then I would kind of like, you know, keep it to mm-hmm. myself. So, um, does that answer your question or did you have a second part to that?
2: Question? No, um, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, it's just like, it's crazy just how far the community as a whole has come, which is really cool. Just cause my mm-hmm. brother is in year 12 right now. And, um, did you do, you did like swim carnival athletics back in your day as well? Back in your day. For like sure. you like, 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 <laughs> But like, you know what I mean? It's just classic Australian. Yeah. Staples, yeah, yeah. And then like a lot of people like for athletics, um, like especially nowadays, like uh, there was like two to three other like anime cosplays like, they did Demon Slayer and they ran like relay in Demon Slayer costumes. You know what I mean? Like you would never think of that like during even my t- even my time, quotation marks, like four years ago, where like <laughs> yeah, like, like, I was like such an undercover weeb and all that type of stuff. And then like when you found that one friend you could talk to about, it's like oh it's like treasure. It was like, mm. oh no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, well, also, it's just it's just like it's just really cool. Just like the space is toxic, but um, I feel like the manga side definitely does not have that spot. And then to find no. out that, oh, and you guys also highlighted that, you know, there, there, if you search a vagabond, there's not much stuff that really goes in depth about vagabond. Maybe a timeline video here and there and how accurate mm-hmm. it was to traditional history, which you guys actually highlighted on mm-hmm. too. I didn't know. um, Kojiro was a completely different guy in the thing. Like he wasn't a deaf mute, you know, like, saying all yeah, the time no, you know
1: that, what i
2: mean that wasn't a thing yeah yeah, that, yeah. oh my dude i could go on the go up on the vagabond podcast like even though you guys <laughs> like how symbolic like him being a mutant all that stuff how he speaks with the sword oh my god it's but yeah but yeah also just like um yeah man
1: dude i appreciate this
2: yeah just uh manga stuff is really good as well so i like i have like how you guys highlighted that too
1: that was a topic which was uh, which we were really really passionate mm-hmm. about like i had gone my friends into Vagabond yeah. and I, I wanted to speak about Vagabond with someone for ages. Yeah. Um, and like, I just think when you combine the fact that like a lot of my, a lot of my friends are kind of like into philosophy or mm-hmm. into like, you know, stuff like this, into mm-hmm. religion, into Buddhism yeah. and stuff like that. Once we, you know, mixed together, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a great episode. Yeah. And I think the fact that we were face to face also made it like much 100%. better. So Oh, that, that was face to face. Yeah, man, dude, I appreciate this. Yeah, that oh, was face to face. That was really good. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, i feel like um yeah. if you guys were if you guys have all read if you three have all read berserk that would be a insane at a manga sequel just because berserk see i'm pretty
1: sure we have oh. i'm pretty sure we have um the the only the thing is my other so nick nicholas is not as keen on berserk as he as he is right. on vagabond um but Giorgio has watched the anime but he hasn't read the Oh, he hasn't finished the manga. Are you reading the Berserk manga?
2: Yeah, uh, I read the latest two chapters as well. Pretty good.
1: Okay, me too. Pretty yeah, <laughs> me stuff. too. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. good stuff.
2: It's amazing. Um, but yeah, just because I feel like like, uh, even that manga also questions like religion and all that type of stuff as well. You know what I mean? Just like, mm-hmm. I just want to hear your guys' conclusion on that and like, you know, or like the God hand stuff. Like, dude, that's insane.
1: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Actually, that, that might be something I need to bring up with, with them. Um, yeah. Another reason I thought the vagabond podcast was really strong was because like we had all just like reread it and then we we went on air and we started talking about it like a yeah. month after we finished so everything was really fresh in yeah. our brain um, but berserk is something I mean it's one of my favorite like I, I actually I think I prefer vagabond overall but berserk is right up. Yeah, it has, it's one of the best mangas I've ever ever read if not maybe the best I don't know but it's up there
2: I always whenever I always ask him what's my favorite manga I'm like oh, other than Berserk uh, maybe like Vinland Saga or like you know like because Berserk's mm-hmm. always got that number one like spot like mm-hmm. it's just that plot like I'm not going to explain it but like the plot twist that happens from episode uh, chapter 90 to 110 is just you're like my life has changed forever you know <laughs> what I mean like it's just crazy Dude,
1: I, I think that's like the the best to me I think that's the peak of manga I've ever read. 100%. Those 20 chapters, I was like, oh my God, my life is ending. The world is crumbling. Like, Like, I couldn't believe it. It's such
2: like a disgusting feeling though as well. You couldn't shake it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. People that haven't read Berserk, like, yo, what is what are these guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, you know, yeah. Maybe don't start your podcast. Maybe read Berserk, you know?
1: <laughs> that's the, mm, the, that's mm, yeah. Read Berserk first and then, and then start your podcast. But honestly, Berserk, yeah, like amazing.
2: You, you've you read Vinland Saga amazing. or watched it? I haven't. Uh, Netflix, watch it. It's, it's good. It's on Netflix now. So maybe if you have time, give it a go. That one, you're really, like the
1: thing well. is I, I'm really bad. Um, I'm a really bad consumer. Mm. Um, and there's something I need to, I guess I got to improve on. Like, for example, even with Breaking Bad, which I am like very close to finishing, I apologize to anyone who's like, you know, like i I said I'd finish it earlier, but uh, (laughs) like with Breaking Bad, like I, because I, I, I enjoy putting stuff out so much. I don't have that much time to consume. So like, for example, whether it's podcasting or whether it's like writing Mm -hmm. or whether it's like, you know, sports, like I enjoy doing stuff so much that like that I feel like I don't have much time to sit and consume. Now there's nothing wrong with consuming stuff, especially if it's good art, Mm -hmm. which I know Vinland saga is, I know like, you know, breaking bad and all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I know it's great, but yeah, I just don't have time to consume it. Mm -hmm. Um, but can I ask for Vinland saga? Yeah. Um, is it like Vagabond in the sense? What I do know is like angry warrior becomes peaceful. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Is it like but
2: that? but like you like the story? It's like the way it's written is just insane as well. Because like it's just it really delves deep into like. Because I feel like Vagabond, um, it it's yeah it, it is almost it is very similar but very different like the culture is completely different like it's vikings and mm-hmm. um samurais you know what i mean so they have that different perspective on like the emphasis on like saying in viking thing like like you're the man of the house when you start a family or when how important is it to go to valhalla you know what i mean like all mm-hmm. that type of stuff where you know it's really important but both are neck and neck i actually prefer vagabond more but if you want a recommendation villain saga is definitely a good thing and all like the symbolism like with him like you'll see this part where he drops a knife quotation marks and then it'll make sense you know I
0: mean? mm, so it mm. is
2: really really cool
1: which um I'm, I'm not sure if this is spoilers but you know I, i'm not sure if you picked it up i think the only time i've ever seen guts drop a sword yeah was in the recent chapters yeah this is probably spoilers. So i apologize audience. yeah yeah but uh but yeah yeah
2: damn it's like it's, it's funny because i think berserk we'll just go on a little bit of a tangent here berserk it's not the moments where he's slicing and dicing it's the really intimate moments where like say when he's in like the the field of flowers and where he like really connects or when you see guts smile for the first time forever those are the moments like not him like spoilers but like when he like kills a bunch of men you know what i mean it's the part spoilers yeah yeah no. but like it's the part where um <laughs> he's not that big you know, the big hunk of a man where he just kills things. Especially like with the Berserker armor where he realizes like the that is definitely a spoiler, but like the Berserker armor mm-hmm. where he realizes the more he uses, the more he goes quote unquote berserk is the more he tends to lose himself in the process, which I took from Berserk as well, mm-hmm. which is like insane. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Berserk, I mean like hey, if you haven't if you haven't read read it, just go on Google and type in Berserk manga. And look at the artwork. And honestly, I feel like that's a sell. Yeah. It is is probably the most beautiful artwork yeah. in manga I've ever read. Yeah. It, it's stunning, um, absolutely, 100%. absolutely stunning.
2: Yeah, no, it's insane. Mm. Well, I think I've got I've got another just one question. Just because on brand for me, I'm not sure if you saw my recent video, but um, it is um
1: the mildly efficient. Is that when you? No, on? no,
2: no. Um, not the podcast, the YouTube one, where it's like for the anime watchers at home. Do you have like the most? What is the most overrated anime you have seen?
1: Oh, man. You know what? I actually, I, I've heard you ask a few people this, this question. Um, actually, I think I've actually watched the YouTube video now. I think back to it. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, to the audience, I didn't just suddenly compliment Shrije. He didn't start taking he just clothes. <laughs> um, <laughs> he just put his dog in. Um, yeah. Okay. Most overrated anime. Oh, man. You know what? I feel like this is going to make me sound like an anime purist anime weeb anime anime like uh, aficionado i've only watched stuff which is like which is uh, good this is, so, this is yeah i didn't know how to say it but like which has been certified so for example like even get yeah. i'm like oh the community loves it okay i can i can spend yeah, my yeah. time watching it so most overrated one okay there was one chord uh, i'm probably gonna get so much firstly it's been so long since i watched it um what's it yeah. called um who are the people who did Dur- uh dora dora do you know what i'm talking oh
2: no yeah i know i know who to, i know who you're talking about but i haven't i don't know the people i haven't seen it
1: uh, it's not good no no it's you know like i don't think i've actually watched a bad anime series because once again i only yeah. go for like the the staples so this is going to yeah. be such a lame answer so Sharija, i apologize for this lame answer no um, no no but there was one. i think it's damn see i've i've even boccano that's the name there's an anime Whoa, series
2: called oh you is overrated
1: i see i actually kind of feel like it is um oh. <laughs> I, the, the anime community coming for my ass i know it <laughs> the anime community coming for me hey, i can't
2: i can't save i can't save you sadly. i'm afraid i can't save you. have you have you watched boccano uh no i haven't i haven't actually watched but i heard it, the amount of praise that it has is insane i take, I take all that back <laughs> yeah yeah like it's, it's a, like i remember when me and my friends did um top uh we did anime three by threes you know what three by threes are i do yeah so we did three by threes and like i think of four, four out of like 12 people had buccano i'm
1: like yeah experiment. oh my lord okay so yeah. anyway let, let let me just clarify to the audience who have their pitchfork the question was <laughs> overrated not bad. Over it. Not Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you get that confused all the time, yeah. bro. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying for the amount of praise, and it is it is beloved. There yeah. were a few characters I loved. That, uh, By the way, it's been like six years, or, or maybe even longer, mm-hmm. so I've forgotten a lot of these characters. There's like a thief. There's like a blonde man and a blonde woman who's like a thief. They are the most mm-hmm. lovable characters I've ever seen. So, so yeah. let me say, there's some real strong points in this anime, but I mm-hmm. would say yeah bacano um i was like uh it's great yeah but like the amount of love i like to me it gets more love than like you know vagabond and maybe that's not fair because vagabond's like a manga and stuff so maybe they're not they're not part of the same you know list or category but yeah sorry anime world sorry my anime list (laughs) please don't hurt me (laughs) (laughs) how about yourself Can, can i ask like like
2: overrated, like, uh I don't really ha like, you know, I'm I, I like to enjoy stuff. I've watched this movie called Weathering With You and the praise oh, it has for it. Wait, yeah, wait, I, we, I could, choose was, yeah, we you could choose movies? I didn't think we could choose
1: movies. Okay, you can't you can't if
2: you want, but I thought Weathering With You was just not like it just wasn't my cup. especially when people compare it to your name where your name is such a How spectacle. Dare they? Yeah, How dare Your they? name is just amazing. <laughs> but yeah. when they compare that weathering with you, you know, like make the rain make it rain every once in a while, it's sunny, like I can't I'm not having it. I'm not I, having I actually. It.
1: I I think there's an argument that Weathering with You is actually potentially more aesthetic, only because it came out a few years later and, and the 100%. the anime like ability the technology has has improved. I'm actually not sure if that's true because I haven't watched them side by side. All I know is yeah. the story for Your Name captivated me much more, hundred percent than than Weathering with You, which I felt like was a carbon copy, to be honest, of yeah. uh, Your Name,
2: yeah. Hundred percent,
1: and you know like, what? I'm going to say something, Sharige, which is going to hurt you because I've I've heard yeah. you talk about this. So I apologize. I'm oh. apologizing to my anime list. I'm apologizing to the anime communities to Sharige. This is one that I know you love, and I, I really don't like this film. So oh. <laughs> I apologize. Oh. I am not a fan of Silent Voice.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? I,
1: Okay, all right. So, by the way, I love how this podcast is like, the first like 50 minutes is like, hey, you should start a podcasting. Like, you know, these yeah, are yeah. the things that you need to do in the last 30 minutes. Like, yo, <laughs> anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, hmm. Why am I not a big fan? Okay, I'm not a big fan because I thought the initial premise, for anyone who doesn't know the premise, the premise is basically like, boy um, is meets he bullies a deaf deaf girl and then basically from that he tries to make it up to her once they're in high school. Is that correct? I haven't Yeah I haven't yeah messed that up. Okay. Um I thought it was really confusing. There was two those two points which I felt was really confusing which mm-hmm. made me go like what what's happening? Yeah. Okay. it. so, by the way, so yeah. if if you don't want to um if you don't want to get this spoiled just I don't know I'll yeah. put a post edit, I'll put a timestamp where you should yeah. skip to. Hey everyone. A Silent Voice is quite a well known anime slash manga, and the film did come out in 2016. But if you're not interested in spoilers, then skip to around the 26 minute mark. The. The guy, I'm pretty sure, tries to kill himself or considers Mm -hmm. killing himself. Yeah. The main protagonist, and so does the female, and I'm pretty sure the female did it in order to make the guy feel better, and I'm pretty sure the guy considered killing himself to make the female feel better, and I'm like, why does anyone need to kill themselves at all? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why don't? But aren't they on good terms now? Like, why are they killing each other? Like, that was confusing.
2: I yeah, it's because they both feel like they're a burden to each other. Like, that's the whole thing you know
1: but but i guess i'm okay so this is where i am confused um because like because this is like i guess situated in the real world and these characters you want them to be as human-like as possible yeah i've never really heard or like to me it's hard to grapple with like this idea of someone killing themselves because their former bully now like feels bad about them i'm just like and to me the other idea is like hey a hey, uh, girl pink hair girl i forgot your name but like if you kill yourself you're gonna make him feel worse
2: yeah so that was yeah, like at, confusing at is, to me that is i do see that point but it was also just like um midway through the film like he remember he builds like this whole friend group around this this girl and then like, i do remember that and then like i think she just feels bad just because um everything he worked for being alone for so long and stuff like that like got like got lost in a second and she feels she just feels responsible for that so I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is a it is a movie, you know, <laughs> I'm, just de- I'm just trying to defend as much as possible. But yeah, I guess I, could, I never actually looked at it that way. I always thought it was just kind of like a heartfelt thing. And the thing is, when you find out like Silent Voice is based on like a like, somewhat of like it's like a real story um, in which the guy like he saves the girl, but he falls, but he actually doesn't survive. He ends up in a coma. It was just a really sad... Based heart. on a real story? Yeah, yeah, like, based on, like, but, like, not the whole, like, death thing, but, like, it's same, like, suicide prevention stuff, and, like, he tries to save the girl, but then, like, he obviously falls or whatever, but then he ends up being in a coma, then later passes away. But in Okay. The, yeah, so it's just, like...
1: You, you know, if I was, like, directing that film, I would do something, like, why doesn't... Uh, he once again to the audience listening, like I haven't watched this film in, in like in six years, so it's been ages. But like, why doesn't the guy like, in order to make up for his past sins and you know his past bullying, like you know, try to counsel her? And then she's suicidal, not because like to take the burden off him, which will probably mm. hurt him even more. She's suicidal because she, of her disability, she feels like out of place. She is unable to connect with people, and then he saves her from killing herself. Um, because he's able to, I don't know, fall in love or connect. I don't know. Like yeah. to me, that is a less confusing plot than the guy wants to kill himself because he feels guilty, and then the girl wants to kill herself because she feels guilty.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can kind of see that. Like, I, just, I, just, I don't know. I just really enjoyed the movie. <laughs> I just, like, you know, it's actually the only anime movie that's actually like, only anime thing that's actually made me cry. It's the only <gasps> one. Okay. It's the only like I've watched Anohana. I've watched all the sad ones pancreas have you had a pancreas I want to eat your pancreas
1: that was a confusing I did title. not like,
2: like I did not like Like, I didn't think that one was. I didn't watch good. it yeah yeah it was just I didn't watch yeah, it yeah so I feel like that's the only one that's really you know, what, what, can I ask
1: which part of the film did you cry
2: um, <clears throat> is that getting too personal yeah no, no no that's fine oh wait sorry I'm just gonna let my dog out for a second he's scratching the door yeah so, Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, the part I cried the part I cried at was actually at the very end where he suddenly fought he stand, he finally like realizes that he can look at people's faces again and um really just embrace and start living his life normally and like he starts crying at the realization and I'm like, bro, it's come so far, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm just crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like and the thing is I've w wa- i have think is I watched it the first time with friends, didn't cry second time, I bawled my goddamn eyes out. Like I knew what was coming and I still bawled my eyes out i mean like i don't know i think it's just like i think it was like especially the time period where like maybe i watched it definitely played a part like it was like during like mid 2020 where everyone was down in the dumps obviously
1: did do you feel connected to the characters like what made you have such a violent or violence the wrong word but such a huge emotional outburst you know
2: i've never like bullied a deaf girl but um (laughs) yeah.
1: <laughs> well thank god otherwise i'm leaving this i'm, I'm gonna get cancelled if i chat
2: with you <laughs> but um, nah, um it's it's i don't know i just feels like it just feels like um it's like um okay i'll put it in a way like this where it's like no matter like who like you want to change but then when people um identify as, as your past like the thing is you are you are not your past like he's doing everything in his power to redeem himself and yet he still he still seems like his past and all the people around him still look at him as like the bully where you know throughout Mm -hmm. the movie ever since then um he's just he's been like a good guy like he's been trying to do the best he can um sacrificing like personal stuff to like really just you know redeem himself to in order for him to ultimately just live with himself because i feel like he struggles with that as well you know what i mean
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um by the way i just want to say like now I think back to the film because it's been so long. There are strong points and I do remember you, uh, I do remember the part where like he's able to see people again. Um, That was an emotional moment. I guess my biggest, uh, the thing I didn't like most was I felt like the ending was like melodramatic. Right. Because I was, I'm genuinely very confused like why she tried to kill herself. And once again, this might be because I'm not familiar with the text anymore. Instead of like, why didn't she just tell like write on a piece of paper like hey like you know i forgive you like yeah like it actually like you know i'm actually so glad you're a part of my life and to be honest um it like i just find it like to me difficult to wrap my head around like a girl or anyone chose suicide other than telling the telling the, the male protagonist like hey man like i really appreciate you and i can see everything you're doing and to me that would have probably made me cry if like if they did that instead oh,
2: i think she did try she tried to say it, but then like, I remember because her speech, it because in Japanese, like she started to say like ski, but then ski also sounds like the moon. I remember like, so it got lost mm-hmm. in translation. So she feels like also like mm-hmm. that. Disability is also like a burden as well. But yeah, I do feel like, I feel like that's also a very like Western approach. So I feel like telling someone you like them in Japanese culture is like such a grand statement. It's really hard to do, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where not to get too.
1: that. That's true. But once again, maybe I'm, this is such a Western approach, but I'm like, so she's gonna choose suicide? Yeah, so she's gonna jump off a building instead? Yeah, yeah. Like, surely there's like one is easier than the other. You know, that was my reaction.
2: Um, wait, my dog. Can you hear that?
1: Yeah, I just heard it. Your
2: dog's gone. He's going. He's going a bit crazy.
1: I think your dog loves me.
2: Yeah, he probably does. <laughs> but like, what I'm trying to say is like, this is um, when Japanese like salarymen like they like, you know, I've heard that they put all their eggs in one basket, and in order for them to have a safe job right? So if that gets taken away from them, they feel... Their job is almost a part of their identity, right? So without their job, Mm. they do feel like it is a bit this and that. I Nor do I feel like I'm qualified to talk about the topic. So I'm Mm. not too sure. But like, I feel like based on culture, it would seem like something that's not like... That's within some type of reason, where in the West, it'd be like, Mm. no, you can, you know, this... It's very...
1: Like, yeah your identity is more than your job yeah especially, the, okay. especially your dog is gone cray
2: man i'm gonna let him out one second sorry I, i've got one <laughs> no, more question no. after this too one sec sorry about that stanley i'm back
1: you are good yo hey um we'll cut that part out so it doesn't really matter but hey, yeah. check check your instagram cool, cool, look at cool. this thing i just sent you cool Oh, kendrick's such a clown bro
0: <laughs>
1: what the hell did he lose a bed why, why does he look like he just escaped from azkaban <laughs> kendrick is the real prisoner of azkaban <laughs> he, 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 he's
2: the biggest clown i've ever seen man. oh they
1: hey yeah like i feel like sometimes these people are paid to like yeah. come with the spiciest takes yeah that are just like absurd. Like I, don't, like, I don't think Skip hates LeBron that much. You know what I mean? Yeah, neither. Yeah. LeBron paid, like LeBron gets him paid, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Skip putting LeBron as like the ninth greatest. I'm like, shut up. Bro. Yeah. Like,
2: you know, all due, res- like, shut all up, due respect to Kobe, but I don't like, I actually like a personal goat. I think it's like, I love Kobe, but I feel like mm. LeBron has achieved just a little more in that sense.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, okay, now we're not even talking about anime, but yes, I agree on 100%. Like, LeBron's a better... Okay, I'm an anime nerd. Okay, sorry, I'm a, I'm a basketball nerd. Yeah. LeBron's a better defender. Yeah. He's a better passer. Um, when it comes to scoring, you could say Kobe is more versatile, which I agree, yeah. but he's also less efficient. Yeah. Um, and I would take LeBron's like finals, like his uh, playoff performances, mm-hmm. I would take most of them over Kobe's. Yeah. Um, even obviously Kobe's got some great playoff performances, but like LeBron dropping like, was it 48 against the Celtics or like 51 yes, against God the, you know, uh, the Warriors? Yeah. yeah, just like his performances to me are just better than Kobe, which is not an insult yeah. because Kobe's like a, you know, he's obviously one of the greatest of mm-hmm. all time. I just think LeBron is like, you know, one or two to
2: me. And also you see LeBron average like eight, like eight, nine assists a game, which is like, you know, like, mm-hmm. cause he's such a team player. Like people don't look at that like that op- also opens up like, first of all, team morale, which is so huge on the basketball team, Um, sets up mm-hmm. like eight, nine assists. That's 18 extra points on the board, maybe threes. So even goes to 21, 25, mm-hmm. which is insane. And mm-hmm. like, and his ability to play make as a, as a stretch four is insane.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like to me, I would, if I had to pick, a young LeBron or a young Kobe to start a team, I would definitely yeah. pick young LeBron. And that's, you know, once again, there's not many people I could say that over Kobe Bryant, which is a testament to how, excuse me, me testament to how good he is. Yeah. Um, that sounded like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, let's, let's, do you want to go yeah, back we'll to the final cool. question that you were okay.
2: to ask? So final question was, um, was that I want to, I you told me about like your novel, um, Breaking Report. Um. First of, um, first of all, I remember. Um, I mentioned on the podcast. I recently finished Cowboy Bebop, and I want to know what parts of Cowboy Bebop and the storytelling from Cowboy Bebop really inspired your novel. That's what I was really keen about.
1: Wow. The audience is going to feel like I paid Three J to come up with that question. <laughs> I. I promise, I did not pay him. You, you Three to J say that at checkout. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. Okay. Firstly, uh, I you really did your research, sorry, Jay. I'm going to start <laughs> crying. I'm going to start crying on air. Uh, okay. Let's let's see. I, to me, I love Cowboy Bebop for a few reasons. Um, mm. It's super aesthetic. The music, like, it's just one of my favorite animes of all time. Yeah. But what I really took from Cowboy Bebop was this sense of melancholy that, like, overrides everything. In many ways, like, Jet, uh, Spike, uh, yeah, Jet, um, uh, Spike, uh, Fay, these people are like running from problems and these problems do not let them off the hook and what was interesting is after every episode i'm not sure if you noticed this but after every episode it almost feels like nothing happens mm-hmm. or in the sense that they move on and they never speak to the people again they mm-hmm. never visit the world mm-hmm. um, there are basically no reoccurring characters except for vicious yeah what that showed to me was a few things firstly there's a sense of pessimism which like which is just like baked into the world because they'll meet someone, they'll become really good friends or they'll like form a relationship and they'll never be able to chat with them again. Mm-hmm. And to me, Cowboy Bebop, more than basically any other anime I've ever watched, captures the relentless flow of time better than any other anime I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. These people, they get pushed forward by time and they've, they don't have the time to heal. And that's what I wanted to capture in my, in my novel. Um each chapter, uh see it almost like a cowboy bop episode where like the main character like does something, he chats with someone or he finds himself in a certain situation, and then life moves on. Mm-hmm. And then the next chapter is like dated two, three, four weeks later, and the the main character is in a completely different situation. 100%. And another reason I, I wrote it like that was because if you look back in your like your past, let's just say, let's just say if I ask Shreejay, tell me about 2019. Right. And you think about it, Mm -hmm. you highlight like 10 moments in 2019, because the other less important moments have actually faded away. Right. Like you'll be able to talk about the first time you went on a date or the first time you went to university or the first time you, you know, met your relatives, blah, blah, blah. You'll pick out those moments, but all the moments in between They've completely faded away, and that's what I want to capture in my book because I think Cowboy Bebop does the same thing. These episodes are so disconnected because it's like life pushes them on forward, regardless of you know of, of their feelings.
2: Yeah, no, that like I definitely see that with um Ethan, the main protagonist. It's it's a good book. Mm. I I haven't I I had, I had to be a fake fan, but I haven't actually finished the book just yet, just because um. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, but oh, dude, like. The the way you can captivate an environment, which I feel like is all these compliments coming out of my ass, but like all these. Um, <laughs> but the way you can captivate an environment, which is it's just, it was really good, as, um, from your storytelling part, and I feel like, um, all you you might like categorize it as an author. I feel like just being a storyteller is just like, especially with Cowboy Bebop, like it's uh, like the way he tells his stories through like these mini episodes, and then the last three episodes, of the overall story is amazing. Mm-hmm. But like being a storyteller in general is just such a unique and irreplaceable skill where I feel like I'm trying to learn on that. I'm trying, I want to do that through content, through videos, maybe through podcasting. I think I just need to add a bit more structure, but other than that, like, yeah, you have a great skill on your hands, Stanley.
1: Yeah, man. I, I, I really, really appreciate that. And, and to the audience, you know, listening, the point is, these are skills that you can develop and I think these are skills that you should develop just like Sharija has been working on his and I can see the growth like in your podcast, like, you know, compared to at the very beginning, like I can see the growth. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that you can work on and these skills translate. Like, um, uh, hopefully if I, if the, the storytelling elements of my novel are there, hopefully they have act, they're still there in like my podcast or vice versa. And yeah. And whether this is like your YouTube videos, like storytelling is to me, it's like meaning making. Like when you tell a story, you're actually like making meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Thanks man. No. I really appreciate yeah,
2: that. It's good. Oh, since you grew up like Asian household, like Indian household, share a lot of similarities. Did you did your dad also just sit you down like maybe before bed and tell you like these
1: like these crazy stories as well? You know what I mean? Like I- He used to. He when I was young he used yeah. to um and I think there were like escapes to me. Yeah. Like it was a form of escapism because I felt like I'm not sure if you have this, but when I like leave the household, mm. it's like oh, I'm entering like white Australian society. Once I enter right. it then, like, I almost like wear a different mask. Do you feel feel that way?
2: Yeah, um, yeah, one hundred ten percent. Maybe not to that like um extreme, like where it's completely different, but um, I I do see that. Like, um, what I've been struggling with recently is that um, I've been kind of because I grew up in New Zealand and Australia, so it's like um, bit mm-hmm. of both worlds. Same, same, same though. But like, um, what I've been really trying to do because I'm by blood, I'm Indian, so I really try to connect with my culture more as well, which I feel like um australians are um so multicultural i feel like you the more you learn about your culture the more like stuff just starts to make sense mm. you know what i mean yeah but yeah especially with those bedtime stories as well which was like really important
1: yeah and um you know as i've said this before on a podcast like my like when i used to get teased for my last name um because it's ching and people you know can make that you know ching chong yeah, thing. Yeah. um when i used to get like I used to hear that and I was like, oh, okay, that kind of sucks. But then once I learned what my last name mm-hmm. meant, um, I was like, yo, that's a really cool last name. And I actually feel like knowledge is almost like a defense yeah. against, you could say bullying, you could say insults, yeah. you could say racism or, or ignorance. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Like these bedtime stories or just like learning about your culture is a way to like fortify yourself and make this more proud and more sure yeah. of yourself.
2: Yeah. Oh. The reason, oh, sorry. The reason I brought the bedtime story thing is probably you're just like, bro, why did he bring up this bedtime story thing? It's because, um, <laughs> just because like that? when you're younger, especially like fortunately my father was um a good storyteller. Like these stories, like especially the ones you hear that you're younger, very, they stick with you a lot. Especially the ones that are probably told from other people. Like my, what my dad used to tell me is the one with like, I'm pretty sure you might've heard it as well. Like the the poor farmer that gets the geese, the geese that um lays golden eggs. And then it teaches you a story about mm-hmm. greed. And that forever has stuck with me, like not to be greedy because you take too much, you end up with nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it can't happen in mm-hmm. like a flick of a mm-hmm. switch.
1: What? So do you feel like your podcasts are like, a modern version of that is that uh, what you're I def- trying
2: to. I say? I definitely do aim to achieve that, but not not maybe not through that type of lens. Maybe just like storytelling, in the sense that like I do always try to say that like take more risks, failure is opportunity, like crisis opportunity, all that type of stuff. So just maybe try to do that. Maybe mm-hmm. just again, like the whole purpose of my podcast is to elevate people, which I hopefully can do. Mm-hmm. Like either that be through com- mm-hmm. being comfortable, because I remember the compliment I got last podcast is that people do feel quite comfortable when talking to me, which, which yeah, which they helps. do. <laughs> well, yeah. thanks mate um but yeah so that's just what i try to do Been on, we're on a bit of a tangent i don't know where we left off now but
1: i feel like this podcast is like two distinct periods i and actually i actually might release this into in two sections yeah. um uh because a hundred uh hundred minutes uh one hour 46 minutes might be too long for a podcast but yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna release this and i, I might cut this into yeah. two but sweet shereja man dude i appreciate you for jumping on and uh just want to say one mm. last time uh, if you haven't checked out his content search up shereja chatterjee yep. on youtube or on spotify you can check out um the only up mm-hmm. Podcasts. and man check check his thing out like he's yep. he's cool he's <laughs> vibrant he's charismatic and uh yeah i'm sure you'll learn some stuff pick up some knowledge on
2: Stan- the way oh stanley it's been a pleasure being on here um yeah, just I'm just really thankful for the opportunity. Really thankful for the wisdom as well that you've given me and the motivation, all that type of stuff. You know, um I could say a bunch of words, but you get the idea at the end of the day. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And uh and I'll make sure I transfer you the money for for yeah,
2: this conference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And st- 3J10 at checkout when you purchase uh Breaking Report. Thank you very much. Well. But
1: any last words from you
2: guys? Only up from here and take care. Check out my podcast, check out Stanley stuff as well and thank you for having me on.
1: Awesome. Take it easy, man.
2: Take it easy. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning into Safety Last with Stanley Ching. If you enjoyed this, then please leave a rating or a comment. I hope you're leaving with a new idea and make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook and other places that can be found in the description.